Well, Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to hear from you. We thank you that you are showing us what you're doing tonight. That you have enlightened the eyes of our understanding. And we know the hope of our calling, Lord. And the knowing is not just a surface knowing, Father. This is the kind of knowing that is an experiential knowing. Thank you that we are experiencing the hope of our calling tonight. We are experiencing our true identity tonight. We are moving into a new level in Jesus' name. We have left the old way of thinking behind, and we have adopted a new paradigm. In Jesus' name, we are thinking with the mind of Christ. We are living an interdimensional life. And so, Father, I just praise you and thank you in advance for using this podcast tonight to catapult your offspring, to catapult your kids into their destiny, into their inheritance, and into the fullness of what Jesus Christ has accomplished. And Father, when I say catapult, I don't mean put them into a future place that doesn't exist. I mean establish them in the reality that it's already here and that it is now. And I thank you that their destiny is catching up with them. I thank you that they're out in front of it, not looking forward to it. I thank you, Father, that they are the commander of their inheritance. They are the executor of the will and testament of Jesus Christ as they live in union with him. And as a result, Father, I thank you that your will is being done on earth. I thank you that your kingdom is expanding, that the Father's business is profiting. And I thank you, Father, that um, systems are being dismantled. I thank you that the world is conforming to us instead of the other way around. Thank you that the seen realm is conforming. The seen realm is conforming to heaven. There is a transformation that's taking place through the listeners of this podcast, God. I thank you that you have called me to equip the transformers. I thank you that you have called me to release the dreamers. And so, God, I just step into the fullness of that assignment tonight by the grace of the Holy Spirit, and I release what you're releasing. I declare that it is so. I'm teaching beyond my understanding, beyond my intellect, and beyond what I've experienced, Father, because it's not me teaching. We just connect to the mind of God, to the wisdom of the Ancient of Days who is animating all things, who is upholding all things through the word of his power, and who is the preeminent one, who was, who is, who is to come, who will forever be and has always been. We connect into that 
dimension of understanding and to that dimension of listening and to that dimension of being tonight. I just say accelerate what you're doing in our hearts and our minds and our bodies in our circumstances. God, accelerate. Accelerate understanding. Accelerate manifestation. Accelerate it, Father, by your grace, by your glory. Catch us up. (laughs) Catch us up. 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 And we just thank you and we receive it, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, I just have... Uh, I talked about last week on the podcast, if you haven't heard it um, yet, I, I, ta- I declared that June was going to be a month of enlightenment. I, I said that there was going to be a light shining during this month for those of you that are connected and listeners to this podcast, that there was going to be a light shining that was the exact same light that shone when God said, let there be light. It was the exact same light that shone around the Apostle Paul when he was on the road to Damascus that blinded him to the, in the natural, but opened him up to the, the third heaven reality. That opened him up to a revelatory realm and a, and a, a, a mystery. It opened him up to be able to, to comprehend the mystery of Christ in you. It, it, the mystery that was hidden through the ages. The mystery that had yet to be understood by the generations that had gone before. But it had been laid up for this age. It had been laid up for this time. And this light that shone changed everything. It changed the course of history. It changed the course of this man's life. It changed his name from Saul to Paul, and it changed the course of of, of nations, God, of nations. He was a carrier of the gospel, and he was the, the revelatory key that unpacked what happened at Calvary. And there are revelatory keys. There are keys. There are keys in the kingdom. There are keys to revelation in this hour, in this month, in this day, that you are giving to the listeners of this podcast. And so, God, I... I just say, let there be light. 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 Illuminate our understanding. Illuminate the mysteries. Take us deeper (laughs) into the realm it's a, it's, there's a, like the, the hidden treasures of the darkness. Take us into the place, God, where, where the light is needed to illuminate what has been un, yet to be revealed. What has been yet to be understood. Just like what the apostle Paul did when he unpacked and revealed Jesus Christ in us. Lord, there are keys that are going to be unlocking systems. There's things that have locked out the body of Christ from their inheritance. 
There are systems of this world, Father, that have locked out the revelation of heaven from flooding the earth. And Lord, you are calling up and raising up transformers in this hour that are called to unlock and free these systems. I know today uh, you had me in uh, the place where I was really thinking about Romans 12 too. And I was thinking about the pattern of this world. You know, Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, what is the pleasing will of the Lord. And I, you know, that is, that is a very foundational scripture for the work that I'm called to do in the earth. Because at a very basic level, uh, the call of God on my life is to transfigure the body of Christ. It is to reveal the Christ within them and to release, you know, whoever they are. I mean, let's say it's Nancy. To release, you know, Jesus in a Nancy suit. To release Bob in a, in a, you know, Jesus in a Bob suit, Jesus in a Tammy suit, Jesus in a, in a Sean suit. It is to release these, these sons that are living in union with you into the planet with the knowledge of the glory that dwells inside of them to such a degree that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea. I mean, at, as a, at a nutshell, this is a, my call is a call to transfigure the body. And that's really what Romans 12.2 is about. It, it, you know, it, we say transformation, and we've been so um, kind of been programmed kind of by the, the pattern of this world and the different systems that make up the world system that we think transformation means becoming something you're not. And that is not what Romans 12.2 is talking about. It's not, it's not about becoming something you're not. It's about being what you already are. It's about manifesting what is already real. It is about an experience of what Jesus Christ has accomplished in the world, for the world, and, and to the world. And this pattern of the world, by the way, when you think about what is the world, don't be conformed by the world. What is it? Well, it's, it's comprised of, as I said earlier, systems. And you might have heard, they're, so, they're social constructs. They are um, spheres of influence and paradigms that are controlling the thinking of the human population. And, 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 you know, Lance Wall now and others has talked, have talked about this in the past as like the seven mountains, you know, or the seven spheres of society. And if you've studied much about the seven mountains, you know, and I, let me see if I can just recite them all really quickly, right? But it's like family, uh, it's economics or business, it's um, arts and entertainment, it's politics, it's education, um, 
it is the religious mountain, um, and then I believe it's also media. Uh, so those are, if it's, you know, I may have missed one or whatever. I'm doing it from memory here. But, you know, what has happened is when, and think of it this way, when, when the enemy came, when, when Satan came to Jesus in, in the 40 days that he was in the wilderness, and he, he, um, he said, you know, all of these kingdoms I will give to you if you will bow down and worship me. Well, what was he talking about? He was talking about the kingdoms of this world. You know, in Revelation, it talks about the fact that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And so he said, he said, let me just read it really quick so I don't mis- misinterpret it here. <laughs> but, you know, when he was talking about these kingdoms, what he was saying was, um, you know, that all of this is in my power. All of these kingdoms are in my power and they belong to me, but I will give them to you if you will bow down and worship me. Okay, so I'm looking here. Um, uh, I'm looking in Luke chapter 4. Let me find it. It says this, verse 5. It says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, I don't know exactly what kind of encounter that was for Jesus. How would you envision a demonically inspired vision where you saw all of the kingdoms of the world in an instant. They flashed before your eyes and you could see all of its glory. You could see just a picture of the pattern of the world or or a picture of the world, if you will, in a moment. And here's what verse in verse 6 the devil said to him. It says, all this authority... I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. I'm going to read it in another translation because it's just such a powerful picture of what the enemy had in his possession. Let me say this again. What he had in his possession before the cross. Before Jesus came and stripped him, and in Matthew 28 says, all authority and all power has been given unto me. Go ye therefore into all the world and make disciples of every nation. So this is pre-cross, when all of this was under the authority and under the power of Satan. So let me read it to you again now in, um, where am I at? Here we go, Luke 4. Read it to you again, and this is in the Passion Translation. translation. Okay, and here's what he says this. In this translation, he says, The devil lifted Jesus high into the sky and in a flash showed him all the kingdoms and regions of the world. And the devil said to Jesus, All of this, with all of its power, authority, and splendor, is mine to give to whomever I wish. Just do one thing and you will have it all. Simply bow down to worship me and it will be yours. You will possess everything. I want you to say this again. I'm going to say this to Jesus. You, Jesus, the the enemy told Jesus, you will possess 
everything. Well, when I, what I want to propose to you tonight, first of all, is that the devil possesses nothing now. <laughs> now the kingdom of the, of darkness, now the kingdoms of this world that are demonically controlled and demonically influenced and demonically inspired, all of those seven mountains are demonically controlled because of the illusion that the enemy has power and authority to do so. And so when Romans 12.2 comes back and says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, what that is saying is, (laughs) don't be deceived. Don't operate under the world system. Don't operate under the paradigms that are being programmed into us from the time of our birth by a fallen world system. It's saying instead be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. So this transformation, (laughs) if you are called to be a transformer, This transformation has to first take place in yourself. Why? Because it is God's will that not only the body of Christ get transfigured, but it is God's will that the systems of this world get transfigured. It is God's purpose and plan that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God. And so what that means is that kingdom thinking, kingdom influence, the mind of God is is to rule these seven spheres of society. And as I said earlier a moment ago, if you are listening to this podcast, first of all, you need to come up to a higher level. I, I just need to, to say this right now to, because some of you, I'm talking at such a level right now that if you were just hoping to get a little bit of encouragement by listening to this podcast today, you're not even sure what hit you in the face. Well, I'll tell you what's hitting you in the face right now is it's a big fat wake up call. And it's a big wake up call to say you're thinking so low level. That you're thinking, you're thinking like a mere human being. You're thinking just like someone who is conformed to the pattern of this world. And I don't want you to be offended by what I'm saying because I'm saying it so directly. I want you to be so grateful right now that the Holy Spirit brought you to listen to my voice right now. Because this is a wake up call, beloved, so that you can say yes to this month of enlightenment, so that you can say yes to what the Holy Spirit is about to do in your life, so that you can say yes to this light that is shining around you that you have been unaware of maybe up to this moment, but it is shining right now. It is shining around you right now. And it is blinding you to the realm of the scene. It is blinding you to the idea that you are trapped in a body, trapped in circumstances, trapped in a bunch of unbelief and mindsets, and trapped in a version of your life that was never designed by God to be what your life looks like. 
So I want you to be encouraged. Yes, I'm talking. I'm talking at a level. I declared it before I started speaking. I was going to be talking from a place that even Shalice doesn't understand. Okay, so this is not human wisdom coming at you. This is this is a declaration today. This is a declaration of what God is doing in the earth and what he plans to use, what he plans to do through your life. You have a role to play in not only <laughs> being transfigured, <laughs> and I say the role, the role is just to, to be. To be who you really are. To be your true identity. To to have a habit of being who you are in Christ. That is your job in the Father's business. You are to be in union with God. And all the fullness of what that means. But from that place, beloved, there is a call to change the world. There is a call to create heaven on earth. There is a call to go into places that you have no business in the natural being. And as you go into those places, you aren't going as a chump. You're not going as a beggar. You're not going as someone who needs the world to give you something, a big break of some kind. You know, where you're under the control of the bankers or you're under the control of the lenders or you're under the control of, you know, the people in power in high places in the devil's kingdom today. You don't need nothing from those people. You don't need nothing. You don't need a yes or a no. You need nothing because you are about to take it. You are going to take it because it never belongs. It doesn't belong to them. Hollywood doesn't belong to the devil. Wall Street doesn't belong to the devil. Hey! I'm telling you, it doesn't belong to the devil. Jesus Christ, it says in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, is the lawful owner of all things. And last time I checked, you were one with him. You are married to the king of kings. You are the bride of Christ. You are the body of Christ. And you are one with the one who owns all things. It is not the devil's. It is Jesus's. But I'll tell you, to the extent the body of Christ occupies, to the extent that the occupies, that the body of Christ uses its hand. Jesus is the head, but you're the hand. And until the body of Christ reaches out its hand and takes it, then Jesus doesn't possess it in the natural. It's the theoretical ownership until the body of Christ takes it. And it was never designed to be theoretical ownership. It was designed to be a manifested reality. And you and I are designed by God to be manifestors. To be manifestors of heaven on earth. To be manifestors of the inheritance of Jesus Christ. To be manifestors of the system, not of the world, but of the freedom of heaven. And so this, (laughs) beloved requires an upgrade, I would say. This requires light. This requires, man, a whole new way of thinking. A whole new way of relating. A whole new way, when I say relating, relating to the, to, to the, to the universe. (laughs) A whole new way of relating to matter. A whole new way of relating to Subatomic particles <laughs> which respond to sons of God. 
We cannot live under this system. We can't live under the illusion any longer. We cannot live under the illusion and operate like mere human beings. I'm just taking a moment here to pause because it's, I've said a whole lot. I've said a whole lot about, and this is about you, beloved. This is about the will of God. You're not, if you're hearing me, it, it's about you. This is about you. You, whether you realize it or not, you were supernaturally led to this podcast. You were supernaturally led to know that I'm even alive on the planet. You, this is a supernatural operation that we're a part of here. We are a part of something that is being orchestrated by the one who can do all things. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And so he knows what he's doing. And I said tonight, when I opened in prayer, I said, we're going <laughs> to, I don't know exactly how I said it, because I'm so in the, in the spirit right now, but it was something like, we're going to see what the Father's doing. We're going to know what the Father's doing. And I'm telling you, what the Father is doing is enlightening your eyes. <laughs> what the Father is doing is he is shining the light so bright right now that, beloved, everything that is not a part of your true identity can no longer hide. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. He is shining the light so bright right now that everything that is a, not a part of your true identity of who you are in Christ can no longer hide. Those strongholds can't hide anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Those lies that have been producing artificial fruit of death, they literally can no longer hide anymore. The works of darkness can't hide in the light. And I want to tell you, beloved, I'm not saying this to condemn you because you aren't your strongholds. You better hear me. You're not your unrenewed mind. You are not the person that you've been programmed to be. And it's not your fault. You were raised in a fallen world. You were raised by people for generations who have been programmed by a demonic world, by a demonic system. And so don't you come under condemnation because you don't know what you don't know. No, 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 no. That's not the purpose of the light. The purpose of the light is not to condemn you. The purpose of the light is to expose the lie. The purpose of the lie, the purpose of the light is to show you what's up. It's to show you (laughs) the way out. And so this is a season of rejoicing. This is a season of freedom. This is a, this is an upgrade. (laughs) This is an upgrade. I'm telling you, this is an upgrade. This is an upgrade. I know it might not feel good sometimes. You know why? Because listen, mind renewal is not just a spiritual process. It's a physical process. And what I mean by that is, is that your mind is spirit. Okay. Your thoughts are spirit. Right? Even your feelings, I mean, to the degree that those are not necessarily material. Right? But you have a brain. You have gray matter in your head that you have a physiological, physical body that is interacting with the spirit realm. And the truth is, those strongholds, those lies, um, those, those things are, are, are those mindsets, if you will, 
they aren't just spiritual things. They are in your brain. They are, you are physiologically programmed, right? There is a neural net inside of your head that believes some things. It's like a hard drive and it has been taught some lies. And you come into situations, you come into circumstances, and I'm telling you, those neural nets light up and there's an emotional response. It's called a trigger. It doesn't feel good. You feel like you're losing your mind. You know, it's like all hell's broken loose. You don't know to be mad, be upset, to be mad at yourself. You don't know what, you, you see what I'm saying? So there is, there is a component of when, as this light shines. Let me tell you, this is not necessarily physically comfortable. I'm going to say this again. It isn't necessarily physically comfortable. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't mean anything other than it's being brought into the light. Okay? It's being brought up so that it can be examined. So that you can begin, you and I can begin to consciously make some different choices and consciously partner with the Holy Spirit to let him replace that mess with the truth. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all truth. And we want that to be a comfortable process. We want transfiguration to be a comfortable process. We want it desperately. We say, oh, I want change. I want change. I want transformation. I want transfiguration. But we, we don't, you know, we just, we, we don't, we don't actually want to go through the process. You know, there, there, it, there's a change in growth in the natural, in the physical realm. There, you think about this. Think about a plant. And if you've ever watched a plant grow, I mean, this thing comes out of a seed. You know, and then you plant it under this pressure, under the dark, you put it in this dark place, and this thing begins to grow in the soil. But think about this. Man, growth is change. I mean, you know, you can put a plant in the ground, come back a week later, and it doesn't look the same. And it doesn't look the same because there's been growth inside. There has been a physical um, rearranging that has happened in that plant. It physically is not, I mean, it's comprised of the same things, but it's, it's, it's constructed differently. And so I want to just, I want you to be, I feel like what the father is wanting to share with you tonight is a little bit of understanding so that you can get a little comfort so that there can be some comfort in what it's like to live in this light. You know, what is it like to be in a place where things are being brought into your, your, the place of understanding? Where what has been hidden in mystery, what has been shrouded in, in darkness is now being seen for what it is? Who? And you know, I just, I think what we're signing up for, let me say this, you're signing up for transformation and transfiguration, but beloved, what I'm also telling you is you're signing up for leaving Leaving, leaving natural living. You're signing up to understand what it means to be an intradimensional being. You're signing up for what it means to, to live in, in two realms at one time. 
to be spirit and to be matter. You are signing up to understand how to not just work in the natural anymore, not just just to live down here in this natural realm and and and, and live life, you know, working and toiling for a paycheck and and just doing things like the rest of the world does things. No, you're you're signing up to learn to how to do spirit work. You're you're signing up to learn how to get things accomplished in the realm that governs this realm. You're signing up to accomplish the way things actually get transformed in the world. Because the way you get transformed by the renewing of your mind is going to lead to the transformation of everything else. So you're, it's one of the most exciting journeys you can go on because what you're actually learning is how to be a human being recreated in Christ in the image of God. You're learning how to live by the original design of how God designed human beings to actually be a manifestation of Him. That you are learning what it means uh, to be in the garden, if you will, and, and co-create and expand the kingdom and to take the garden and to make the whole earth look like the garden. You are, you are learning, you are learning what it means to be you. You are learning what it means to be Jesus in a you suit. You are learning how to take dominion and how to spawn I mean, you're, this, you're just spawning. I don't even, I had to look up the definition of that word, but I know it has to do something with multiplication. <laughs> you are spawning heaven. You are spawning, you're spreading heaven. It's like you're, you're, you're like a virus that just is, is, is just in, igniting everything and it's transforming everything everywhere you go. Your very presence upsets the norm. Your very presence dismantles a system. It's like Jesus, when he would walk into a place and all of a sudden the demons would start manifesting and they'd say, hey, Jesus, have you come to torment us? But why? Because the devils couldn't stand his presence. His presence upset. His, it upset the kingdom of darkness. His very presence shook just shook the scene round. And that's where you're heading. So don't, don't be, don't shy back. You let it shine, Jesus. Let it just say, let it shine, Jesus. Let it shine, Lord. I want to be a part of what you're doing on the planet. I mean, what else is life about if it's not about that? What else is life about if we have not partnered with the creator? And to, to make creation beautiful <laughs> like he is, like it was originally designed to be. And I tell you, there's another part of this process. Yes, there's a renewing of your mind, but part of the renewing of your mind is to learn how to get out of your mind. Hey! <sighs> because the mind of God doesn't exist necessarily in your gray matter. You might have been taught some things to believe and you maybe have experientially believed them so that your gray matter is reflecting a neural net that agrees with the mind of God. But you are not called to be led by your intellect or by your gray matter. You are called to be led by the spirit. You are called to live in a higher place than just your neural pathways. There is a place where you can live where you are thinking with God. There is a place that you are called to live where you and the Lord's mind, the mind of the Lord and your mind have been so melded together that your minds are one. 
One heart, one mind, one spirit, one baptism, oneness with the mind of God. And, you know, there is a way the mind of God operates. I think that's the biggest mystery. It's like, how does this man think? How does God himself think? How is this thinking? How, how is he thinking? What is he thinking? His thoughts, it says in Isaiah, that his, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. That his ways are higher. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher than ours. And it says that his, it says in that, in that scripture, it talks about how it's like the snow. It's like the rain, the, the, the snow that comes down and waters the earth. And it says that it does not, his, his, his words go forth, that they do not return void. They accomplish exactly what he sent them to do. There is a, there is a mind, there's a thought to tongue connection. That when God thinks something and speaks something, it is. It's a very, it's a powerful mind. <laughs> it's a powerful mind <laughs> with some powerful words. <laughs> he doesn't think of anything he doesn't want. <laughs> It doesn't even occur to him to think of what he doesn't want. Because he knows this connection between his mind and his mouth. That's what is. That's why in James it talks about anyone that can control their mouth can control their body. That's a revelation. That means that the seen realm is voice activated. Your body is voice activated. It's the speech center of the mind is what the Holy Spirit came for on the day upon Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came and sat on their tongues like tongues of fire so that he could get the human mouth back. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and sat on those believers' tongues so that he could get the human mouth back. And he could connect our mouths and our tongues to the mind of God. He has reconnected our tongues to the mind of God. And it's interesting because in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that scripture says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but speaks to God. So this is a secret language. This is the the language of God that you're speaking when you pray in tongues. You're speaking to God, but let me say this too, you're speaking as God. Whoa! Let me say it again. You're not just speaking to God, you're speaking as God. When you are speaking in tongues, when you are praying in tongues, you are not just speaking to God. You are speaking as God. You have God's words. And you are connected to his mind 
You have, you are now back in the place before when Isaiah said God's thoughts are, you know, not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. Our ways are lower. His ways are higher. Well, that was before the day of Pentecost. See, we live post-cross. We live in the age where we have been filled with the Holy Ghost, where we have been, we have become joined to the Lord as one spirit, and now our tongues have been reconnected. If you are not baptized in the Holy Ghost, brothers and sisters, you better email me and let's get somebody on the phone to help you. It's for everybody. God didn't say, oh, I want some of the human beings to just keep talking like mere human beings. No, he wants all of us. It's for everyone that believes. It is for everyone. The power of the Holy Spirit is for all of us. And I'll tell you, some. this is one of the key ways, the key ways that we think at another level, that we operate at another level. It's pure spirit. That's why it's sometimes it's hard to, to connect with because it's foolishness to the natural mind. I mean, it's foolishness to the natural mind. When you pray in the spirit, you're not praying with your understanding. Tongue sounds like foolish gibberish. I mean, you know, I hear some people talk in tongues. They sound like they're talking some kind of German thing, right? And these people are like, what are they? You know, an Indian? You know, speaking, you know, Choctaw? What, what are they talking about? You know, it's just funny sounding. It's foolish sounding. But when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 2, towards the end of that chapter, it says that the, the, that, you know, that the natural man cannot receive the things of God because it's foolishness to them. So the, the mind of God, the ways of God may, you know, it, it, what I'm saying is when we elevate to this, this, this new level, it seems foolish. You know, we have a, an incredible couple of, you know, musicians that, that come here before my podcast every week and, we just, we just go in the spirit. They play some spirit music <laughs> and we just go in the spirit. I mean, tonight we had, you know, some things delivered from Jimmy John's and thank goodness he came in a little early because if he'd come in a little bit later to deliver our food tonight, I'm telling you, he would have thought, what in the world is going on in here? And, and the reason I'm saying that is because we go in the spirit when that music is playing. And I'll tell you what, it looks foolish, I'm sure. But tonight, I'm just going to share, I was in worship, and I close my eyes whenever I'm interacting in that realm a lot of the times. I don't have to. depends how deep I'm going. Because, you know, the scene realm can be a distraction. Because the spirit realm is real, beloved. The things that you see in the spirit realm, they seem like they're imaginary. They seem like, oh, this isn't real. I'm imagining this. When you're in worship, if you ever, you know, have had a vision or whatever, you don't have to be in worship. You can be praying, whatever, whatever. You can be asleep and wake up. And But the point is, it doesn't seem real. But just because something is invisible doesn't mean that it's not real. Just because you can't, your senses, your physical senses can't perceive it doesn't mean it's not real. Your inheritance in Christ is real. Angels are real, even though most of the time our physical senses, we don't have the sensory perception in our physical bodies to detect and discern and perceive that spiritual reality. But beloved, we have spiritual senses. And that's why worship is so powerful is because it, it awakens you. It, it, re, it reconnects you to that. But, you know, there were several things that I saw in the spirit tonight. I mean, one of them was like I saw, you know, all these trap doors. It's like they had all these ropes attached to it. 
And I just began to just pull down these ropes. And when I pulled down the rope, it was like something would get released. Now, again, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was for me. I don't know if it was for you. I'm not sure who it's for, but I know it was releasing things in the, out of the spirit. And finally, I pulled down so many of these things, and there was doors everywhere. I'm thinking, I'm never going to get to all these doors. And I thought, well, this is too much work. So I just decided I'd clap and open them all at once, just with a clap. Right? So here's what my point is. That is an example of what I'm talking about when I'm saying working in the spirit. That there is a, a dimension of living and working that is not in this realm. When Jesus said, my father works hitherto, and I'm also working. Okay, he wasn't a carpenter. You know, we think, oh, well, he was doing miracles and then stuff. That was the father's work. Well, I'm not saying that's not the father's work. But I'm telling you, the father was doing spirit work. Even all those miracles were happening in the spirit. That was spirit work. Man, the, the results we saw in the natural. The manifestation was the result of spirit work. So spirit work is where the real work happens. And if you, if you're afraid of looking foolish, you know, I looked pretty stupid. I knocked over my Coke at one point and I, you know, I, 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 I looked pretty stupid. If that poor Jimmy John's God walked in, he thought, what in the world are they running here? That, if that emerged school of transformation. And the music was so different. It was kind of a little bit more like techno. Like I kind of felt like you'd gone to the club or something, right? Well, he did ask, what is going, what is, what is this place? You know, but the point is, Whatever it takes to get in that place, because see, part of renewing your mind, let me make my point, part of renewing your mind is learning how to operate outside of your mind. That is one of the biggest things that you're, we're going to have to learn if we're going to be transfigured. You cannot be operating out of your true identity, living in the natural. So we've got to learn how to do spirit work. We've got to learn how to come into that realm. And I will tell you, you've got to believe that what you're interacting with is real. Even though you look foolish, even though it seems foolish, even though it may just, it, you know, it feels, our stupid feelings, like our feelings tell us what are real. But, you know, like, oh, this is silly. You know, I just feel like I'm making this up. I just feel like, well, what does that matter? That is a stupid program. Don't listen to that program. You go with it. You go with it. You go with it and see how deep you can go. You go with it. You go with it. You go with it and you see how deep you can go. God is teaching you. God is teaching you. And that's why the light's coming on too. I'm telling you, many of us in this month of enlightenment, in this month where the light is shining, many of us are being trained in interdimensional living. There is a move, and I know I'm not the only one prophesying this. I'm, I, 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 hey, if you've got another prophecy that you have come across that's prophesying this same thing, I want you to email it to me at info at because I'm telling you I am just a part of something that's way bigger, way, way bigger than the people listening tonight and the people listening to this podcast. God is, he's not playing. <laughs> he's not playing and we may not see the manifestation yet we may not see the miracle yet but I'll tell you one thing we sure are busy in the spirit we are learning how to do spirit work and I'll tell you the devil's busy too he's busy trying to make sure we never learn it and he's busy trying to counterfeit it because he's losing control. Oh, yes, he is. 
He's losing control. The church is waking up. The deception isn't working. The illusion is wearing off. The spell is being broken. We're sobering up by getting drunk in the spirit. And we're learning how to navigate the unseen. We are learning how to navigate where we have been afraid to go, where we have been taught it is wrong to go, where we have been taught that it is demonic to go. And I'm telling you, we're not having, there's a lot of us not having it anymore. We're not playing church. We're not playing church. We're done playing church. We are done playing church. We are not here to play church. We're here to take over. We are here to dismantle. We are here to glorify. We are here to demonstrate that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. And he's not playing. He is not just the gentle lamb. He is also a roaring lion. And he came to destroy the works of the devil. And I'll tell you what, he might have destroyed them in one sense 2,000 years ago, but he's destroying them in a new sense and in a fulfillment of that sense in this hour. And a lot of the church is waiting for Jesus to come back, and they never ever realize that he's alive and arrived right now inside of them. We're waiting for something that's already here. Now granted, it doesn't feel real because we can't see it. It's not real. It's not real because it's not physical. Well, how do you think it's going to get physical? It's going to get physical through physical beings. It's going to get physical because the physical church is being the body. It's going to get physical through people that are physical. Spirits manifesting physical reality is illegal. That's why Jesus had to become a man. That's why demons want a body so bad they'll do anything to have one. Physical matter is transformed by people that can interact and have dominion over physical reality. Your body is important to the Lord. Your mind is important to the Lord. It's his house. It's where he's living. It's where he's chosen to manifest himself. It's you are who he's chosen to manifest his character, his glory through. You are the inheritance. The inheritance of the glory is in the saints. It's in the saints. It's inside the saints. Now, this is one of those lessons (laughs) or podcasts or whatever you want to call it. You don't get to, you can't just listen to it once. This is something you have got to eat. You've got to eat as the Holy Spirit feeds you, you eat and you eat, you eat, you eat, you eat. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. You eat. You're spoon-fed, spoon-fed the revelation. You're spoon-fed. And and why that's so important, guys, is because this isn't about information. 
This is about revelation. This is about the truth that becomes part of you. This is about the truth that you have digested, that you have ingested, that has nourished you, and that has transformed your body, has been converted. Food gets converted into energy. It gets converted into something that you can live off of. And that is what this message needs to become. And I say this all the time, but I'm telling you, some of you need to quit you know, going to the Vegas buffet. And you got, you know, it's like the Bellagio. If you ever go to the Bellagio, you know what I mean? It's this most beautiful buffet. You've every, everything is so beautiful. You just want to eat all of it. It's so beautiful. But the thing is, is that you are under construction. There is a renovation going on in your mind. And so God knows how to demolish what needs to be demolished and rebuild what needs to be rebuilt. This is a Holy Spirit renovation project. And so what, you know, we need to just, you know, we just need to, to quit trying to, you know, what's the word, Lord? Just in one sense, it's, control the process but in another sense it's just it's just more of the the mess of thinking that that keeps us where we are it's like it just confusion it's like this confusion of what to do and where to go and what what what, you know and the truth is beloved you can just set all of that down you don't have to be, you don't have to be in charge. You don't have to be confused. You simply need to just eat what the Holy Spirit's telling you to eat. I, and I say this, but for some of you, it was for me when the Lord said it. He said, I want you to spend one year on this one scripture. You know, one year on this one scripture. And you're just like, oh, that sounds so boring. You know, I want to go to this conference. I want to go to this. I want to blow this shafar. I want to, you know, I want to experience this. I want to do this. I want to, you know, you want to do all these things. But the Holy Spirit is, he is, I I said this earlier, there's an acceleration. There's an acceleration. There's an acceleration. And I'm telling you, he's not, he's not, it, it only takes one key. It just takes one key, one key to unlock the prison door. It doesn't take, you know, 50,000 keys. And, and, you know, we don't have to try 49,999 keys to find the one. The Holy Spirit knows the key you need. Whoa! And so I know what I'm sharing for people tonight, for some, for those that the Holy Spirit is is speaking this is like, you know, yes, 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 this is for me, yes, this is for me, yes, this is for me. Then that, this is your, this is your next spoon. You know, full. Here's some food. Here's some food to open up. Here comes the airplane. Open up. Shoves it in. Right? You get distracted, bull, bull, sitting in your high chair, right? And the Holy Spirit, here comes another spoon, shoves it in. The goal is to eat 
what he's putting in our mouths. And so just, beloved, settle down. I hear the Lord, settle down. He's saying, settle down. Just settle down. (laughs) You've been worried about lots of things. And it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. He's just saying, eat. 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 So instead of worrying, eat. Instead of thinking about your problems, eat. The thinking that you are thinking with about your problems is the thinking that needs to be transformed. Let me say it again. The thinking that you are thinking with about your problems is the thinking that needs to be transformed. So the more you keep thinking about your problems, you're preoccupied doing the wrong thing. So instead of thinking about your problems, eat. Eat. Eat what? Eat truth. Eat truth. Eat the truth that the Holy Spirit is leading you into. Eat the truth that the Holy Spirit is putting in your mouth. Eat. This is a place of dependency. And all that thinking about your problems is a, is, is a way of being independent. And part of what you're getting also delivered from, and you're also learning to think in a new way, is that you're getting rid of all that independent thinking, all of that separated thinking, all of that thinking that is apart from the mind of God, all of that low-level, humanistic, carnal thinking that does nothing but perpetuate the life that you're already living. There's no transformation in that. It's more of the same. But eating is new thinking. Eating is learning. Eating is spirit work. Eating is spirit work. You're eating spiritual food. And as you eat, you're going to grow. So I just pray as I wrap it up that, Father, you, you know, even when you come out of a message like this, Dad, you know, even the message can be overwhelming. You hear all of this stuff. It's such a different level of thinking, and all you can think about is, how am I going to understand this? How am I going to understand this? This is so good, but I don't know how I'm going to understand this. As soon as I walk out, as soon as I turn this thing off, I'm going to forget all of it because I'm just not there. I don't know how I'm going to keep this. But God... That's not the point. That wasn't the point. The point wasn't to hear this and all of a sudden, you know, like it's you've got everything I just said. Jesus said it this way. Those with ears, let them hear. This was about hearing the truth. Okay, hearing the truth. You can't know what you what you haven't heard. What has not come into your you know, you couldn't get, you couldn't believe in Jesus till you knew what Jesus did. And so, hear it. I just hear, the Lord just says, hear it. Hear it. And then I'm hearing the Lord, you know, it's just, hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. Hear it again. 
It's a lesson, beloved, that you master. And you master the truth by staying in the truth, by meditating in the truth, by by focusing on the truth, by uh, thinking about the truth and staying connected with the truth. You know, I have one, I can think of this one message that Graham Cook taught years ago. I don't even think you can still get it. I mean, this is how old this thing was. But I had an MP3 of that message. And that message was all about, it was called Radical Renewal. And it was all about the upgrade process. It was a message about a relationship between uh, the present and your your future. And this process of becoming something that you weren't today. It was really this transformational message. I mean, I bet I, li- I transcribed that thing. I bet I listened to that message, I don't know how many times, a, a lot. Okay, I can think of another message. There's, is it really the only two messages I can think of in my own life? And this was a message by uh, Bill Winston that was a message about dominion over time. And I had never heard any of that kind of teaching before. And I just, I knew I was supposed to connect. I mean, I just, it was so like, whoa, I was supposed to get this. And, you know, when you listen to a message like that over and over and over again, you don't just get the message. You get what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you personally about the message. So it becomes a conversation with God. And in the same way, I mean, God can do this, by the way, with anything. It doesn't have to be a message. I will say he's done this with books with me. Like, he talks to me and teaches me things through all kinds of sources. You know, but what I'm sharing with you is you are in the school of enlightenment. Wow. You are in a, a season of enlightenment. And you need to apply yourself to your studies. You need to treat this like this is the master's program of your life. This is a doctorate in supernatural living. This is you becoming literally an expert. And let me tell you what experts are. Experts are the top people in their field. All right, so these are the Olympic athletes. These are the top neuroscientists. These are the top physicists. These are the top heart surgeons. And I'm telling you, I, I, I am training people that are going to dismantle systems. I am training people that are going to go into the seven mountains of influence, and they are going to dismantle them from the inside out. And they are not going to do it naturally. 
practically what that looks like. Let me tell you how different that looks. I mean, first of all, let me just talk about Hollywood for a second. You know, so many people that are successful in Hollywood, and I'm not even going to go into the multiple levels of that in any way, sense, or form, because there's a lot of demonic stuff going on. And I'm not going to go there right now. But what I am going to tell you is that there's a lot of people operating in spirit work that are successful in that mountain. Whether it's Jim Carrey, who wrote himself a million-dollar check before anybody knew who he was. Uh, There are people operating in that system that understand how you manifest and transform the scene realm. They understand that you have to have it before you have it. They understand what Abraham understood when he, when God told him to go out and look at the stars and to, to change his name. And I mean, think about it. They changed their names in Hollywood. I'm telling you, they are, they are, they are operating in something that the body of Christ dabbles in for the most part. And those of us that dabble, and some, you know, a lot of the other people accuse the people that dabble as doing something wrong. But my point is, you're not going to waltz into that place. You know, most people, I mean, I've, I've had people, I've had people called to Hollywood that I've, I've been associated with. I have people now that are called to Hollywood. I know people in Hollywood that have been super successful there. And I coach some of the people that are, have done some pretty crazy things. Amazing things that if I said, you would be like, what? You know the person that did that? Yes, I personally do. And I've been mentoring them since they were a child. And, but I can say this though. I, I, my point is, there's pe- most people that, that, that I'm called to this. I'm called to the Hollywood. I'm called to do this. They are so not established in their own identity that they actually think that those people in Hollywood need to accept them. Like they got to go win a part. They got to work this system and somehow accelerate in this system that, and then when it doesn't happen, you know, I mean, I have known people that have gone there and this, the demonic attack on them has been so strong. Well, but, it, but it, it's, it's just a, it's a system, it's a demonically controlled system and we can't play in it. We cannot play in it. And so I'm sharing this last little part here because I really am closing. I'm sharing this last little part because what I'm sharing with you about this eating, what I'm sharing with you about being in this school of enlightenment, what I'm sharing with you, like this is for people that are called to dismantle systems. This is an interdimensional living school where you are being called. Now, we're all called to live in union. That is just the, that's the identity of a believer. But you are, you are going as Jesus. As he is, so are you in this world. This is Jesus going to Hollywood. Okay? This is Jesus going, like I said earlier, to Wall Street. This is Jesus going to the healthcare system. I mean, this is Jesus going. So it is, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get our doctorate. We, 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 we can be. Why can't we be? Why can't we be experts? The top people in our field 
on the planet of interdimensional living. Why can't we be that? Because I'm telling you, that's what it's going to take, and we're behind. So eat, beloved, eat. Do what the Father says to do with this teaching. Learn what he tells you to learn. Go where he tells you to go. Sit under the the mentors and the the teachers and the fivefold gifts that he tells you to sit under. Sit under anybody that the Lord tells you to sit under. Not even, even if they're not a believer. Sit under the people that God is sending you to learn and glean from. And apply yourself like your life depends on it. Because it does. Okay, this is not a Sunday service Christian. Okay, this is not someone who is in a religious system. We're not, we're not, we're not playing church. We are the church. And that is not a, a dig on churches that I'm not trying to be, because if God, if that's where God sent you and you, I'm not, it's not about any particular anything. It's about eating what the Holy Spirit's telling you to eat. And He's the one that gets to determine your diet. So, Father, I thank you for grace. I thank you that this is not about what we can muster up. Like, Lord of mercy, I mean, we need grace just to be obedient. We need grace just to do the instructions you give us. Uh, and so I release it. I just say yes to that. I say grace, enough grace. There's so much grace. We got more grace. We got too much grace. We got so much grace. We got to give some away. I mean, it's just that there's too many. We can't. We got too much. It's just too much. Too much grace. So help us understand what that means. You know, so that we can just, like, this is not, this is not going to be work. Like, this is not going to be toil. This is going to be so, like, losing yourself in, in study. It's like losing yourself in a movie or losing yourself in an alternate reality or something, Lord. This is, we're going to supernatural school. And speaking of that, Father, I'm going to wrap it up so that I can just say this to everyone. You know, if if God is calling you into alignment with the gift that is on my life, then you need to specifically hear from God about doing Emerge School of Transformation. You know, that is... Emerge School of Transfiguration. <laughs> and that is a, a school that is three months of intense encounters with God where you are unlearning the things that you have believed wrongly about God, about yourself. It's where you get clear about the call of God on your life. And you are activated in the realm of the Spirit so that you can, first of all, hear God on demand. And secondly, um, operate out of a place of union with God and become comfortable with spiritual experiences. And if that is, if you're wondering like, okay, I don't know how to get there. I'm not sure what to do. You need to, you need to pray. And if you aren't, if you're at a place that's like, well, I can't hear God about, you know, if I need to hear God and I can't hear God about the school because I can't hear God, well, <laughs> then you probably need the school that teaches you how to hear God. I mean, that is the most important skill that a human being 
It's not just skill. It's the most important thing that a human being has. It's the voice of God. It's their connection with the, the voice of God. So I share that with you to say, you know what, email us at info at shalice.com. I will hook you up. We will get on a, uh, you know, a breakthrough call with you, my team and I, and we will help you hear from God about that decision. We will help. We will hear from God about what he shares with us about your call. I mean, these are powerful, prophetic connections with God. And we will help you, you know, step, make that first step into fulfilling your destiny. And then secondly, the next thing I want to share with you is that if you are getting fed by this particular podcast, if you are getting fed by this particular teaching, I want to encourage you to sow into this ground. I will tell you, there is something spiritually that connects, that, that, that happens when you, when you connect with a gift with honor. And honor, you know, is not just financial by any means. Uh, but honor is abs- in the scripture, honor absolutely is tied to that. Whether it is, you know, um, the widow woman building <laughs> the prophet's quarters for the prophet, giving the last meal to the prophet, and then the oil started to multiply, and she, you know, paid off her debts. I mean, there is something, and I'm not saying this because I need your money. I, I'm seriously, you need to hear me. I mean, this, God... I'm good, doing good. Like, I don't need this. I mean, I know enough that it all belongs to me already. And I know enough how to manifest what it is that we need. <laughs> Hallelujah, because it's mine. It's this visions. There is no lack in daddy's house when you really believe that. But what I'm sharing with this for you, why I'm telling you this is because this is for you. And this is not something that you need to do under compulsion either. I don't want you to do this because somehow now you're feeling guilty about it because I brought it up. And I don't want you to do it because you're afraid you're not going to get it if you don't do it. Like all of those motives, all of that mess. I mean, I'll just tell you, that's more of the, that's like working for something that's yours. That's not what this is. Okay, this is a revelation. This is a revelation that I am connected to this gift by the Holy Spirit. And I am going to honor this connection because I am acknowledging this gift as what this gift is in my life. And so by that is what this, this exchange does. It is literally an acknowledgement of, and it's a, it's a channel of agreement and a partnership. It's a partnership. I mean, Paul said it this way. You know, you're partnering in what God is doing in me. You're partnering in, in what I'm doing. So you are, you are becoming a partner in making sure, you know, this podcast continues to operate and continues to, to happen, but you're also partnering with what is it's doing in your own life. And so you do that out of a revelation. Don't do that out of any other reason. Uh, but that if that's you and the Lord's speaking to you, then, you know, do it. Do it. Connect with with however you are supposed to connect. And uh, I will bless, Lord, every single person now that has been listening, and I just bless them, and I just say, be fruitful. I say, multiply. <laughs> I say, 
replenish the earth, and take dominion. Be who God has created you and in Christ to be. Manifest the reality, the fullness of who you are in Christ. Manifest the reality of what Jesus has accomplished on the cross. Manifest heaven. I bless you to manifest heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Awesome. Well, we will see you next time.